0: For those who don't know, my name is Dan Lee Ann. Born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, that's the reason my voice is this way. Mother and father are Malaysian Chinese. That's the reason my beautiful face is this way. Um, but now I live in Anderson, South Carolina, where I get to serve on a team that pastors uh, 14 different campuses around the state of South Carolina. But it is a real privilege to be able to uh, get on the road and, and uh, not just travel and preach, but to genuinely partner with brothers and sisters in Jesus around the world. Now, I've got a really simple message for you today, and, and I got told that if I stick to time, I'm going to be taken out for free sushi, and I'm all about that free sushi. I say it all the time. Um, but I've got a word for you this morning. I got up early this morning, not because I'm a holy person, but because I'm on Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I was on my knees uh, just, just praying, and, and God gave me a really specific word for City Light this weekend. Can I just read it for you verbatim? Uh, God wants to restore your joy. God wants to restore your joy today. What the enemy has stolen, what the devil has tried to pilfer, God is going to restore. He wants to bring back your smile. He wants to turn up the laughter again in your life, in your marriage, in your home, in your serving teams, in your friendship circles. He wants to turn the laughter up again. And like in Psalm 30, verse 11, he wants to turn your mourning into dancing. A season of loss, a season of disappointment, a season of pain. He wants to flip the script And have you dance wild again. I'm talking about that kind of soak through your shirt kind of sweaty dance. That's the kind of dancing that he wants to bring back into your journey. He wants to peel off your sackcloth. And he wants to clothe you afresh and anew with a fit of joy. Come on, he's going to restore your joy today. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, he's restoring your joy. Joy. You might come in at a three, you're leaving at a nine, and then you're going to hit some sushi with me, and you're going to be all the way up that that ten. Come on. He's going to restore your joy. Joy is hard to define. It's hard to exhaustively explain. But everyone knows joy when they see it. They know they've gone through seasons when they've experienced joy and they've had it in abundance. We also know when we've had joy and we've lost it. And unfortunately, many people even here in this service know that they've got joy, but they are quickly losing it. Joy is hard to define, but we all know it when we see it. We all know it when we feel it. And it's important for us, dare I say, imperative for us as a faith community to have serious conversations about the joy in our life because God designed your soul in such a way to operate off joy. That's the reason the book of Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10 says, for the joy of the Lord is my strength. Or in other words, the fuel that keeps my soul chugging forward is joy. It's not a substance. It's not a positive circumstance. It is the joy of the Lord that is the fuel. It is the gas that keeps me moving forward. With joy, there is not a hill so steep. There isn't a mountain so high. There isn't a valley so deep. There isn't a night so dark that I can't get through it. Flip it without joy. It's amazing how life becomes so difficult. Things that used to kind of be relatively inconsequential all of a sudden become monumental patience that you used to have in abundance now all of a sudden is all sapped and gone and you find yourself triggered and fighting all the time feeling on edge with joy you can take on life without it life becomes a difficult journey indeed and here's the good news Not only did God design your soul in such a way to operate off joy as a fuel, as a gas, but He also desires to restore your joy when you are waning. He knows how to fill your joy tank up when you're running on empty. That's the reason David could declare, Hey, restore unto me, God, the joy of salvation. I found myself at a juncture in life where it feels like, Uh, My my, my feet have got like lumps of concrete on them and I'm just dragging my way forward. I don't want to do life like this. I don't just want to survive. I want to thrive in life. And you, God, can restore my joy. So here's the beautiful news. The great Promise Maker is the grand promise keeper and the one who brought you here this morning. Brought you here, come on, to restore your joy. You're leaving here different. So, really simply put, we're going to talk about restoring joy. In about 21 minutes' time, we're going to pray together. We're going to see some people trust their life and their eternity into the hands of Jesus. I'm going to put on a mask, we're going to hug and high-five, fist bump a little bit, and then we're going to work out where's the best sushi within five miles of this spot because we're going out together. Is that cool? All right, so let me pray and we're going to talk about restoring joy. Dear Jesus, restore joy. Amen. You know that little light next to your gas tank indicator on your dashboard? You know that little light that goes off when you're running low? What do you do when that light goes off? Do you do what my wife does? Like a wise, intelligent, insightful individual? Do you pull over, find a gas station and fill that gas tank up again? Or do you do what I do? See that as the beginning of the game. How many more miles can I squeeze out of this bad boy? If I feather the accelerator going up hills and take my foot off the accelerator going down hills, whee, how many more miles can I get? 100, 150, how many more miles can I get? And heaven forbid you saw cheaper gas like a couple of days ago, you know what I'm saying? Because now it's stuck in your head. I'm going to drive around for as long as it takes until I find gas that cheap again. Are you like me? Do you believe in the conspiracy theory that basically those little fuel lights were put there? between basically car manufacturers and big oil to get you pump and gas you don't really need in your head are you going you know what i wonder how far i can get <laughs> hey how's your joy tank looking right now you are you full are you overflowing uh, are, you, are you allowing the, the, the goodness and the grace of God to overflow out of your life, impacting your family and your friends and everything that God would allow you to touch? Or are you running on empty? Because the reality is for all of us, we've gone through a season of life which has burnt through our gas tank at an unprecedented rate. I felt it. I've never felt so much fear in my life over an extended period of time. I don't know what's going to happen out there. I haven't felt so much frustration before. Not only internally, but in my family and friends, those people I love, those who are closest to me, the frustration, the collective sense of something not being quite right consistently and continually. Words like, quarantine and pandemic have become a part of our everyday vocabulary, we have burnt through joy at an unprecedented rate. Societal division. Political abrasion. I've never had to think about rationing toilet paper at any point in my 45 years before I think about that now. (laughs) Homeschool. I used to like my kids. (laughs) We laugh now on a Sunday morning, but many of us know that come Monday morning, we're going to go back into a world that is causing us to burn through our joy tank at an unprecedented rate. And here's the reality For many people in this world, for many people in this room, you know what it's like to be running on close to empty. But like I mentioned before, the good news is not only can God restore your joy, come on, God wants to restore your joy. So would you allow me to take you into the scriptures to show you the tools, the equipment, the handbook. That will help you go forward to not only restore some joy here, come on, on this nice, cool, sunny Sunday morning, but for many mornings to come. Hmm? If you have your notebooks and your pens, you can pull pull them out right now. Uh, my old mentor used to tell me that a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things that God whispers to you about. I'm not saying you have to take notes in church to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not messing around. If you have iPhones, iPods, iPads, you can pull them out right now as well. Thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs as you find your note app. Uh, if you have a, a Samsung device or one of those Google devices, you can put them away. I've got nothing for you from this point on in the message. That was a good laugh. Whoever that one came from, we need to connect afterwards because we need to be friends, all right? But I just want to make some reflections on where joy comes from, come on, and how it is restored. So City Light Church continues to grow as the spot where joy can be experienced. Come on, where laughter is felt. You know what I'm saying? Like where does joy come from? Point number 1. I want you to write this one down. Joy comes from first and foremost the presence of Jesus. Joy comes from the presence of Jesus. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22 tells us but the fruit of the spirit that's Jesus with us today, is love and joy. There are a whole bunch of other fruits that come along, but first and foremost, there is love flowing straight into joy. When you hang out with Jesus, the fruit is joy. When you prioritize Jesus, the overflow is joy. When you fix your attention on Jesus, the outcome is joy. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And joy. That's the reason Psalm 16 verse 11 talks about how, hey God, you fill me with joy in your presence. When you make much of Jesus, you experience so much more tangible joy in your journey. Come on, smile. That's really good news. Because that means that your joy is not dependent on or governed by your personality. There are some people who think that they'll only experience as much joy as they basically have, you know, countenance for, you know, what I'm like, like there are some people who are super joyous and other people who are just a bit more down, you know what, there are some people that are happy, happy people, like this Asian guy here in this striped shirt right now, he looks like one of those joy kind of people, I can't stand him, I'm over here right now, I'm a little bit more quiet, a little bit more introverted, I'm just sitting here, I got like some RBF, you know what RBF is, like resting bitter face, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of, and, No, the joy in your journey is not dependent on your personality. Come on. The joy in your journey is dependent on the person of Jesus, and you can have as much of Him as you want. Come on, smile. That's good news. It means that irrespective of your background, irrespective of your experiences, irrespective of what life has dished up for you up to this point, you can walk forward with as much joy as you want, because God wants you to experience more of His Son through the Spirit every single day. Come on. There is more joy for you because there's more Jesus for you. (laughs) Come on, smile. This is really good news. Because... Because this means that your joy in your journey isn't dependent on your circumstances. That's the difference between happiness and joy. See, happiness is a good feeling you get connected to your happenings. If things go your way, then you're going to feel happy. If they don't go your way, then you're going to feel sad. Happy one day, sad the next day. Raiders playing good, happy, happy, happy. Raiders not playing good, sad, sad, sad. Come on, stock market going great, happy, happy, happy. Stock market not going good, sad, sad, sad. Come on, six pack showing really nicely, happy, happy, happy. Six pack kind of fading a little bit, sad, sad, sad. Hey, it's cool to enjoy happiness, but don't allow your soul to run off happiness because your soul wasn't designed to run off happiness. Your soul was designed to run off joy. And here's the good news. Even though happiness is based on your happenings, joy is based on Jesus and he doesn't change. Happiness is outside in. Joy is inside out. And every single person here, in this room has an opportunity to experience more of Jesus and His presence. Come on, every single day. Prioritize His presence in your life. Prioritize listening to His still, small voice as you sit in silence in the morning. Prioritize hearing His Word as you crack open these ancient, beautiful, insights that come from heaven to you. Come on, prioritize praying to him, talking to him and letting him talk back. Prioritize worshiping him and telling him that he is more than enough and you don't have enough. Come on, prioritize presence time. And I promise you, joy is going to overflow. That's what you've got to prioritize, getting here. I love coming to church. I really do, especially City Light, because you're an aesthetically pleasing group of people. Like seriously, like kind of the average kind of out of 10 number, you guys like running really high compared to other churches in America right now. It is a beautiful place to be, to see beautiful people. That's not, but that's not why I come. I don't come just to see beautiful people. I come because I need to experience his beautiful presence. And the Bible makes it clear where two or three are gathered in his name. We experience him in a supernatural and unique way. I can feel Jesus all the time by myself because his spirit lives inside of me. But there is something unique. There is something different. There is something that I can't get until I gather. And when I get together with people in his name, amen, I experience him in a special way. Uh, That's the reason I want to dare you. Mm, I'm going to double dog dare you. There are people that you know, family, friends, people you've journeyed with over the last couple of years since reopening, they've not come back into an in-person gathering. And for some people, they're in a medical situation where they've got to be hyper-vigilant. And I absolutely understand, but, but come on, but there are other people who have just got into a bad habit. Amen? Come on. Now, I'm scared of coming. I don't want to come to like City Light because, you know, there's too many people around and I, like, I just don't want to catch COVID. But they were out like on the strip last night, like crammed up there in the Cosmo, kind of buying themselves, some like Hattie bees chicken, people all around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Come on, be loving. And just let them know, hey, there is something of Jesus's presence you can't get by yourself. And when you're together, come on, there is joy. Can someone say a good amen to that? Even tonight, 6 o'clock, I know you've been to church, you've probably already served in another service, but can I just ask you, if there is someone in your world who you know has not been back to an in-person gathering, grab them and bring him along tonight. I'm personally, I'm going to bring three friends that live in Vegas right now. They're coming out to the 6 p.m. tonight. And I promise you, they are going to experience, amen, joy that they haven't experienced in any other environment. Because they're going to be getting, amen, the presence of Jesus. Come on, we've got to keep on going because my sushi is getting warm. Point number two, I need you to write this one down. Joy not only comes from the presence of Jesus, joy also comes from a perspective. From a perspective. When you make a decision to see life through a particular lens, you'll either see joy formulate or joy fizz. Come on, joy grow or joy go. Based upon the perspective you have. That's the reason the book of James chapter 1 and verse 2, Pastor James says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Or in other words, based on how you look at life, you'll either see draw joy boom or joy go bust. Consider it pure joy. Specifically, the lens that we can look through is the lens of gratitude or the lens of grumbling. If you would make a decision day after day, situation by situation, moment by moment, to look at your life and every single life circumstance and consider it pure joy through a lens of gratitude, I promise you joy will grow. I'll even illustrate it for you. Think about the last couple of hours of your life, and think about the different lenses you can look through. Think about the last couple of hours of your life, look through the lens of grumbling. You wake up this morning, the alarm goes off, and you goes, oh, the alarm's gone off. And here I am, and the sun's shining, but it's going to be a cold day, and oh, my back's a little sore, man, I didn't sleep real good. So you get up and then you're, right, I'm going to have a little bit of breakfast. You open up your fridge and who drunk the last of the almond milk? There'll only be oat milk left. Remember the old days when the only kind of milk was the kind of milk that got like the cow milk, but now we've got like the almond milk and we got the oat milk. We've got the rice milk. Okay? And, ah, someone drunk the last of the almond milk and i got the oat milk. I've got to eat my cereal with my oat milk and so here I get into the car. I'm driving to church this morning and the traffic is bad again. People are all back on the roads again. Traffic is bad again. I'm out here and people are, people are in my way and now I get to church and, and I get into the building and someone's sitting in my seat. Someone's sitting in my... Doesn't that individual know that that's my seat over there? I sit in that seat every single... Now, why is he sitting... now? I'm, now I'm sitting here in the service and we're doing these songs now and I don't know these songs. Are these songs even theologically correct? I don't know what is going on with these songs and now there's a Chinese guy. He's yelling at me. He's got a weird accent. I don't understand him. <laughs> Can you feel the joy just leaving your soul? Flip it. Come on. Look at life through a different lens. You wake up in the morning and you go, man, the sun is shining. The birds are singing. Come on. I've got breath in my lungs. I've got God on my side. Oh, my back is sore. But you know, that's good. That's just reminding me that I didn't die in my sleep. Here I am here. Open up the fridge no almond milk. That's cool. I got oat milk. Somehow they found the udders on that little oat and they kind of got me some oat milk and I'm out here I'm in my car and I'm driving along and there's traffic on the road. That means Vegas is back baby. Vegas is back. I get to church this morning. There's someone sitting in my seat. Praise God. That means that someone who doesn't usually come along to church came along to church this morning because they're sitting in my seat and everyone who usually comes to church knows that that's my seat. That I'm out here and we sing these songs. And I don't even, I don't, I don't know this song, but how beautiful are these worship leaders. They came here early this morning. They got set up. Come on, they, they kind of, Weston got a pump on before he started singing this morning. I love it. And this Asian guy, I don't understand a word he's saying, but I like his energy. I like his energy. Can you feel the difference? Do it every day. Do it when you're hanging out with your Spouse, and you're looking at your bills. Do it when you're sitting at home at 9.30 and your, your, your kids are, are still not home yet. Do, do, do it when you're working that job that you're way overqualified for, but that's what you basically ended up in. Because times have been really difficult around here. Do, do, do it when... When, when it feels like everyone is arguing around you and trying to work out things that, that they differ on so they can throw barbs at one another, D- do it in the middle of all of the argument and the dispute. Day after day, come on, moment by moment, come on, would you make a decision to look at life through a lens of gratitude? And I promise you, oh, what joy you're going to feel. Thirdly and lastly, quickly write this one down. Joy not only comes from the presence of Jesus and from perspective, joy also comes from persevering. The Bible promises that if you hold on to Jesus and trust in Him, when people are walking away and are turning away and are running away, you're going to be filled with joy. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, May the God of hope, kind I just tell you that He's the God of hope? He's not the God of fear. Come on, he's not like the f- God of division. Come on, he's not like the God of confusion. Come on, he's not like the God of anger. He's not like the God of judgment. He's not like the God of you made your bed, now you got a lie." No, he's the God of hope. He's the God of love. Come on, he is the God who wants to fill you. Come on, with all joy. Everyone say all joy. All Come joy. on, say all joy, like, say all joy like an Australian. All joy. all joy. Say all joy like an American. All joy. That's what you guys sound like to me. All joy as you trust in Him. Can you see what's happening? There's an exchange going on. As you make a decision to trust in Him, you get filled with joy. As you make a decision to trust Him in your finances, you get filled with joy. Come on, as you make a decision to trust Him with all the craziness going on in the world, come on, you get filled with joy as you trust Him. In Great. Him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Great Man, my joy tank ran low last year. It's never been as complicated or as difficult to be a pastor. It feels like loving some people in your community caused so much issue in other segments of your community. Wow. It was so painful to look into the eyes of people that I journey with and that I love and to see so much confusion and feeling so under-equipped or ill-equipped to help. We experience financial loss. All of my extended family, my mother and father, my brother live in Melbourne, Australia, and they had to endure a hundred-day-plus strict quarantine lockdown. To see the fear in my father's eyes every day as we FaceTimed, I've never seen that before. And then I get COVID in December, like not like kind of that cute, you know, like kind of college kid COVID. Like, oh my goodness, I kind of like lost my taste and smell for like a day, and then went to sleep, and then I was fine again. You know, I'm talking about like old man thought I was gonna die COVID. Never felt so much fear as my breathing got harder and harder. I had this consistent feeling of nausea, like I wanted to vomit. It was like for a couple of weeks, the only thing that alleviated the pain was to lay on my couch and to moan. My wife could only handle it so long. Like day two of moaning, my wife Krista said, you either go out the front yard and die or upstairs and close the door because I can't handle listening to this anymore. I said, babe, we made vows (laughs) in sickness and in health. And, he, and she'd be saying like, well, no one means the vows anyway. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, she had COVID too. And for the two of us, we just really, really struggled through that season. So one night I'm laying in bed, finding it hard to breathe. I get up out of bed and I go to the bathroom. I don't make it back to the bed. I find myself lying down on our bedroom floor in the middle of the night. I was at the end of my rope. I've always been a positive, glass half full kind of individual. Since I started following Jesus at 17, I always made it a point to point towards Jesus in every single room I was in. But I want to tell you, my tank was empty in that moment. So I start to cry. It wakes up my wife. So she gets out of bed and she lies on the floor with me. And we hold hands and we start praying those wild prayers those jesus we got nothing else except for you right now prayers i just felt compelled in my spirit to lift my hand up in the middle of the darkness and just declare out loud but we still trust in you jesus i'm here to testify to you we felt a flow of joy that came into my heart that has marked my journey, come on, over the last five or six months since that, since that chapter in our, in our journey. And I want to speak this out over you that as you trust in Him, come on, there's joy being restored in your journey. As you trust in Him, there's joy being restored into your family. Come on, as you trust in Him, come on, there's joy restored in your marriage. Come on, as you trust in Him, come on, there's going to be joy restored in your workplace. There is more joy because there's more of Jesus for you.